Hey, come here. Take a seat. Put your feet up. Here, uh, grab a glass. Yeah, let me pour you some divinity while we listen to what happened last time on The Incorrigible Party. Sneaky sneaking around the rest of the abandoned orc settlement, the party finds a perfectly formed hole in which Shaft ascends to retrieve the gauntlets of Kalar. Avoiding further conflict with the basilisk brood, they find a safe place to camp for the night, outside of the tower's sphere of influence. Wondering if we'll see Apezar in this episode? <laughs> Me too. Me too. Next and final watch for Mia. So I'll go over and, and sort of lightly nudge her with my foot and go, Your turn! And then sort of fall right down on a <laughs> roll over. Okay. Man, I feel so much better right now. Because, like, am I fully rested or do I, do I need the last two hours too? Yeah, you do need these last two. Right. I sit up and I and I uh, I pull off my pendant of legendary actions. And I look at that and I look at the cube and I look at that and I look at the cube and I look out at the blue light and I I think I decide to attune to the cube. Put the pendant away for now. Okay, wow. I wear it, but well, see. If I were to put anything on that pendant right now, it would be the pendant of mediocre actions. So <laughs> it's just not worth it. <laughs> um, I Next long rest, I could change it over or something, but um, I'll wear it, but I'm not going to get its benefits, you know. And uh, I'll, just, I'll just pass my watch by tuning to this cube of whatever. Okay, so that's the first hour. For the last, I'll take a perception. Fourteen. Uh, you too, growing accustomed to the ambient surrounding noises, especially of, of the night. Beginning to recognize many of them. You know, recognizing the ones that, you know, you don't need to pay so much attention to uh, versus what may be something worth investigation. And... Because you bed down so late, the sun has already began to rise. So the sun rising behind your position, right? Uh, to the east, like a normal sun would. That's how it works on this flat earth. <laughs> Spara, now you're where still the sun rises in the west, sets in the east. Sometimes it doesn't rise at all. <laughs> Will the sun rise? You're in the shadow of this peak, right? And now though in, in, in west looking westward out, you essentially are you're looking into the middle of kind of this circle of, of the peaks, like the three largest named ones in addition to the smaller ones that you're you're around. And you can see as the, the, the sun is rising during your watch. And, and the rays kind of almost battling, but like no. So the blue light is is kind of also serves as, as something that would block the rays of, of the sun, right? So it almost, in certain areas, because uh, it too, even from your position, it too looks like it is like a sphere of influence. So it casts its own kind of shadow, especially as the sun is just beginning 
to rise. But you can see, though, the, the rays of sun hitting deep down into this valley, uh, what looks like to be a, a, a very large and significant frozen lake. This is kind of the, the terrain, right? So you can see you're, you're, you're in amidst a copse of trees and kind of a, maybe more of the thinning part. You can see down the slope of, of your, your, your vantage point, right? You're kind of getting a, a lay of the land that you didn't get in the middle of the night, obviously. Mm-hmm. I see all that fresh powder. I just want to go for a ride. <laughs> Too bad we don't have uh, boots here with us down on a shell. Oh, yeah. But in a kind of in amidst the the the, the sunlight and, and the and the view, the you know as the, the sun begins to hit rise and hit the the snow, there's kind of the 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 crackle of the warmth right of, of the the sun and against the the powder itself. Kind of amidst the the almost this resurgence of of noise and and, and natural activity, you hear what sounds like like clashing weapons and very distant yells west uh pinpointing the direction is difficult um it does it it's almost like you're getting the tail end of an echo where were we meeting um cultus was it that direction it was going to be southwest you're going to be traveling southwest to get to him yeah and that i can't tell that that's where it came from not, not, you're not 100% sure. But you do have pretty good visibility, like, northwest, right? Right. It clearly doesn't look like there's any activity down uh, near the lake. Okay, I'll look uh, where visibility is good. Do I see anything? No, I get, no from here you, you can't pinpoint uh, what is making this noise. Okay, well, I'm not leaving the hut to investigate anything till our watch is done. Just one hour left. Might as well sit it out. Do I hear it throughout the whole watch, or? Well, you hear kind of, uh, like, you hear, like, the sounds of a, a brief skirmish. Okay, it's over then by the time my watch is oh, over? Oh, yeah, it's over very quickly. Okay. Guys, we gotta go. Everyone wake up. What? What's going on? <sighs> it's what? It's been long enough. You should feel rested. I, I don't know. The sun is up. I... Did you guys hear anything on your watch? Because on mine, there was some sort of... I heard some weapons and, like, a skirmish of sorts. You heard a fight? Yeah. I I couldn't tell where it was. I mean, which direction? No idea. You couldn't... What what, did it sound like? Like weapons. Well, that's not good. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't going to do anything. We were just so close to being finished with our rest. How long ago? Like, within the past hour. Alright, I put my boots on. Alright, we're gonna have to go see where the hell that is. I'll see if I can track where this came from. Why? Why do we need to go towards it? So, so we, no, no, so we can avoid it. I, we don't want to walk into it, wherever they are. I'll find out where they are, what they went, and then we'll go the another way. Why not just cautiously head in the direction we plan to go? We will be going that way. If I run into any tracks, we're gonna have to reevaluate. Okay. Sure. I want to go hunting for these skirmishers. Okay. So, did we benefit from a long rest? Yes, you have gotten in your long rest. Yay! Your temporary hit points are lost. Could you roll me a weather die, please, Mia? Eight. 
so yes, Mia, as you you're kind of waking everybody up after you've all benefited from your your long rest, and as you're you're kind of discussing, um, Shaft certainly knows how quickly the weather can change in the mountains, and the 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 sun that is shining into this valley, uh, kind of very very quickly as you're beginning to to move uh, in, in the direction to meet with Samuel. This low-lying fog sets in, uh, severely hampering your visibility. Now, due to Shaft's ranger abilities, it is impossible for you to get lost here. So that's not going to be a problem finding your way, uh, continuing the way you want to go. But due to this fog, visibility is reduced to 30 feet, and any perception checks based on hearing are made a disadvantage. Okay, you're going to have to bundle up. It can get really cold really quick here. It looks like it's uh, it's going to be hard to see where we're going, but I think I know the way. Yeah, I'm glad we have you, Shaft. The uh, weather really turned overnight. Uh, up here in the mountains, you you never know what's going to happen. We don't we don't want to screw around too long. We could you can easily get lost, so stay close. You know, stay within uh, a few feet of me. So Falzern's gonna like pull his, pull his winter weather gear tightly around him, sort of covering up the majority of, just his eyes peeking out. I will bundle Sparky into my cloak and keep him nestled close. My metal armor is so warm right now. <laughs> uh, so we're not uh, we're not heroes feasting this morning or anything like that. Hmm. Do you guys do you guys want breakfast or I mean that's that, I think we best be we off. get these damn gauntlets to Sam. I know it takes an hour. I, I do not think we have time for it this morning as nice as it would be. Okay. Yeah, no worries. I got some dried beef here if you want some. I mean, Thanks. well, you just you just knock the little white crispy parts off and it's still good. No. No, I'll, I'll take a piece and feed it to Sparky. Maybe a bit later, Chef. Thank you, though. <laughs> Sparky won't eat. Not even Sparky will eat it. <laughs> hey, hey, put it in, put it close to your skin. It warms it up and it tastes better. All right. I, I think I'll fast. <laughs> Pull out Let's some go. of my own rations, which are still uh, good and not full of mold, <laughs> and eat while we walk. Are we riding or walking? And I'll just start a buttercup. I'd prefer if we ride. Same. Climb on buttercup. Do you think we can stay close enough to each other? I guess we could try. Yeah, we'll just ride right next to each other. It's gonna it's gonna take a little more time, but I think uh, it's gonna be hard to see where those where that fighting was from. You can't Don't go looking see for anything. it. Just stay together. I just don't want to come up on something we, when we, if we don't, if we can avoid it. But yeah, let's go. Okay. And Fair enough. Sort of head across the northern side like we discussed before, and then head down in a southwesterly direction, trying to avoid any steep slopes or anything that's going to, you know, cause a lot of avalanche issues. While we travel, I'll ask Shaft. So, what do you think will happen once we? Give them the gauntlets. Like, what are we going to do, you guys? Uh, I mean, he still needs another piece, right? I'm sure he'll send us on our way. 
It was supposed to be exchange the eyes for the gauntlets. I know. What are you going to do when you get your eyes? I don't think he will be giving them to us. Aren't they powering the tower? Yes. He needs the tower. So, deal's off? I do not know. This is weird. I suppose we'll find out when we talk to him. So if he sends us after the last piece, we're going for it? I don't know. I hate the Niyogi. It's just, all these thoughts are coming to me. It, he is, it is what he says he needs to defeat them. I mean, you guys have been telling me for a long time he's trustworthy enough to kill off the Niyogi. I have to believe that. I'm not totally convinced that I trust him, but I, I don't know that we have a better alternative. That's I trust him to kill the Niyogi. That's it. And what's next? If he defeats the Niyogi, what does he do next? Well, that that is what concerns me, Shakara. That's for future us to figure out. Uh, I don't know. I don't really like that plan, but I don't know what other one we have. I don't either. I just I just wanted to say it. Like, if this was an exchange for the eyes, the eyes are running the tower. Like, there's just a lot going on. You make a good point, Mia. The eyes are probably best left where they are for now. Yeah, it's protecting the front lines, honestly. And staying out of Isabella's hands. Right, Isabella, frick. I keep moving, or keep moving yeah, forward on the travel broom. conversation. Yeah. Yeah, as we're as we're talking, do I see anything as we go along that, uh, like any kind of animals or anything that I'm, I'm sort of trying to keep a closer eye? I would. You know, I'd normally expect to see. Is it still barren? Shaft, what do your halfling eyes see? Something that will wear out our resources before we reach the front line. <laughs> I was hoping we were going to stumble across some snow blooms. Oh. <laughs> uh, <yeah>. So. <laughs> we're not on Mount Necrosis. That's, that is correct. Uh, so re- remembering that the fog is limiting your vision to 30 feet around mm-hmm. you, uh, you can certainly make me a perception check. Okay. All of us are just shaft. You can all make me perception checks. Is that with disadvantage because is that what you did you say that before? Perception checks uh, based on hearing are at disadvantage. So you can certainly be peering at, you know, the limited visibility that you have, absolutely. That's fine. 14 for me. 23 for Shakara. 12 for Falsey. 15. As you were progressing the, the in your immediate vicinity, uh, you don't see any sign of animal tracks. Again, you're you're kind of in an area of uh, light vegetation, um, light like forestation, and you're not. Well, if you want to if you want to listen for those, you'll have to make your checks with disadvantage. But you're not seeing any signs of wildlife. Hey. Keep an eye out. I, you know, something's weird here. Is it usually so sparse? Well, I mean, you would you would see the occasional rabbit, or you know, there's there's, it's just eerie quiet. It it's not what I'm used to. It was very quiet during my watch. I felt the same way. It was weird. Yes, I didn't hear a thing on my watch. I mean, it could. I, I, the tower would be the obvious answer, but. This was before the tower had turned on. Yes. Strange. 
I don't like it here. I think we'll just continue on until we can, you know. Until we stumble into your trap. Away. Yes, absolutely. Yes, yes. Hey, I didn't roll the eight on the weather dial. <laughs> You're progressing and, and keeping an eye out for any any signs of things. What you what you are finding is is again it's it's the absence of something, but like the you know the 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 plants that that shaft you know you you would be able to in a pinch forage uh edibles from like like, like you know berries blooming plants that you you know survive survive the the climate up here those like types of bushes like those are have been picked clean like, there is there is nothing left for you to to be able to forage so clearly something or somebody is as been through and is has already done as much foraging like just clean this place out of any any anything that's edible or anything that would that looks like it would sustain life uh if i was to look closely i'd tell falzerin to stop for a second get off and look at the one of these bushes that have sort of been you know i assume there's still remnants of the you know the roots of this bush right if it's been picked clean i want to take a look and see if it does it look like it's been cut? Does it look like it's been chewed off? If it's been chewed, can I surmise what kind of beast might have been? Uh, there are there are certainly signs of uh, like things have, have being like clipped off, uh, like missing sections of it. Uh, but other than that, it looks like it's it's been like this this like a, a snowberry bush, right? It looks like it's just been picked, uh, in addition to some of these clippings that have been taken. So I can surmise it's not an animal. It was some intelligent creature has come and cleaned this out for foraging. Correct. What do you see, Shaft? Somebody, uh, or something has been picking all the food from around here. That's probably why there's no animals around. There's nothing for them to eat. And, I mean, it's been clipped, obviously, and, and, and all the berries are gone, so this is really weird. I'd, I've never seen anything like this before. So the Niogi and their army have been through here. I mean, that makes sense. I don't know what Naoki eat. That's a good question. Would I know what they eat? Yeah, sure. I mean, they, they would uh, subsist on like they're omnivores, right? It would be meats and vegetables, much like a much like a humanoid. Hard to say that it would be them specifically, Shaft, but it could be. Hmm. I hop back on Denny. I would say all, obviously all of you know that many of the creatures under their control that you've seen have diets similar to yours as well, like omnivore diets. Like especially, obviously, orcs and like giants would be cons- consuming these types of things as well. Yeah, you're right. I think it's the armies have passed through here. Cleaned everything out. Let's go. Okay, could everyone uh, make me a perception with a disadvantage, please, as we continue? Ten for Mia. 22 for Shakara. Wow. 16 for Shaft. 15 for Falsey. The the sounds of of battle and bellows starts to pick up again as, as you are progressing. Mia, it sounds like it's coming from behind you. Shaft and Falzrin, you kind of put it more to, to your left. Uh, Shakara, you, you can hear it straight ahead. Is it, it seems like it's all around you. Battle ahead. No, ahead. it's over. It's over there. You can hear it. Yeah, Listen. that's where I hear it. 
It's coming from straight ahead of us. No, it's behind us. What? Wait, stop. Everybody stop for a second. Do it, Does the sound seem to change direction for us as we turn our heads and and you know try to pay attention or does it still come from the directions we heard uh it's still from the directions the directions you heard and you can hear now the 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 stomping of, of snow uh, like crunching underfoot and and, and uh, again just people screaming shaft who speaks orcish <laughs> whoever speaks orcish would recognize that this the bellows uh, are are in orcish falls he does Falzer, go higher. See what you can see. All right, Shaft, you want to come with me? Yeah, sure. So I will try to go relatively straight up. I don't want to lose Shakara and Mia. Let's see if I can see anything. Okay, again, you have 30 feet of visibility in, in the fog. Yeah. So you you begin to, to lift off. And Shakara, you, you hear footsteps coming towards you, again, from the same direction that you heard... The, the battle and Falzerin because you speak orcish you just hear someone yelling forward forward catch it and in your purview as, as you've, you've taken off a Niogi breaks through the fog into your, your vision where you, where you can make it out and it kind of like skitters as it's seeing you too right it's limited by the same vision skitters to a stop in the, in the snow to, as if to me immediately turn from you looming from behind it the the massive figure of an orc with a big axe stepping in swinging into down on top of it slicing through its eel neck shaft and mia immediately recognize hork and he looks up yes. at the group of you at shaft hey tobias hey did he get you alive are you hork you're alive! Horrid! Jump off of the broom. I jumped off Buttercup as soon as I saw the Miyogi. I told you I met Horik. Yeah, but I don't believe half the things you say. Uh, same and with I you, run, but this run, is run great. Over, run over to him and... Wow, how have you been, my friend? Hey, did I, how did I go down here? Yeah, I, whatever. Uh. <laughs> what is he saying? <laughs> Who is this? He said he's still fighting the good fight. This is Horik. This is um, this is a guy I met in Altajik at a bar, and and he, I don't know. He knows Shaft. We figured it out a little while ago. What's what's happening? Are you are you pushing these guys back? And he charges back into the fog, like the direction he came with his axe raised. I follow him. I will yeah. follow Shaft. The lot of you charge. Shakara and Mia are still astride Buttercup, I'm assuming. Yeah, I'll climb back up on Buttercup and chase after him. And he is just barreling forward, you know, sprinting back the way he came. And, and, you know, you can see, like, this trail, the little Niogi steps in the the snow and his big orc prince that he's backtracking on. And you come into, again, limited by the visibility of this fog, but now all of you can clearly tell where the sounds of the, of the battle is, right? At the limits of your vision, you can see the, the fog taking this like green hue as blasts of, of, of magic kind of split around everywhere. And Horik meets up with, with two other orcs as, as they're cleaving down into, into more Niogi. 
just a, a frenzy of, of, in the limited vision, you can see just this frenzy uh, of battle. And very quickly though, without without your aid, it, it seems to, to subdue and, and, and calm down. And, you know, Hork is kind of bouncing around as, I assume Shaft is, is just going to stick kind of close to Hork as, as... Yeah, I don't want to lose sight of him. Yeah, and, and it would be very easy to do so with, within the fog, right? As Hork is moving from kind of like foe to foe, helping these orcs that he's clearly fighting with, right? And Shaft, you... you I mean, you recognize colors from, like... It seems like every, every tribe here is represented. There's at least a dozen different of these orcs in, in mixed tribal colors... Uh, most of which, like most of which, they're wearing is, is is it looks faded, it looks worn, it looks it looks torn, right? And almost like they're in, they're in tatters, kind of amidst their own kind of survival gear, right? But kind of the the the, the there's one last Niogi that gets surrounded by these orcs, right? They have it just cornered, circled, and you come up to Hork in the middle of the circle, teeing off with this Niogi is another burly orc with his own axe and a, a golden chest plate he wears. Shaft and Falls and Recognize Clash Bone Collector delivering the final blow to this Niogi. I sort of, I walk up and, and look. Now this, you, when you describe this golden chest plate, does this look like <laughs> All a our golden, heads turned a and golden chest plate that would be part of this armor. This chestplate, you have actually seen Clash wear before. When you and Falzer met him, he had this chestplate with him. And yes, it now from being familiar with the pieces of Kalar, like this plate looks pristine. And you know, the last time you saw him, he was going off again to find Hork and those fighting their guerrilla warfare against the Niogi. So clearly he's, he's, he's left you to do battle. Assuming he's been wearing, like it's still pristine, not a mark or scratch on it. I, I'll, uh, I'll sort of grab onto Horik and go. It's, it's great to see you guys. And uh, I look over at um, Clash and go, e- and you too. How are you guys uh, killing these things? How, how, how are they not taking control of your minds? Hey, I, I know you. You were with Haffy. Where's Gozer? Unfortunately, Gozer has fallen. And he he does look for a moment like sad at, at this news uh, before kind of writing himself. You were with her when she died? Yes. A good death? A, a good death. I reach in and grab the amulet that I had just looked at in my bag just earlier that has the pearl on it and hand it over to Clash. What is it? This, this is... This is Gozer's. It should go to a, someone from her tribe. It gives you a nod again, and uh, we'll keep it with him then. Where have you come from? Wow. Uh, well... First off, are you working with the paladins? We're not working with anyone but those you see here. Mm. That works. I mean, we're just against Niogi. Perfect. Same side. Are there only Niogi up here? Have you run into any other beasts that they have working with them? 
orcs, giants, insectoid things. Ah, I see. Yes, they, they have spread their forces far and wide, unfortunately. I'm sure you noticed the blue light that started last night. We were almost caught in it. Yeah, I'd stay out of that, but that's the way paladins are kind of fortifying their front lines. Any Anything in, in that light will wither and weaken. Your chest plate. I sort of tap on it with the back of my hand. Tink, tink. <laughs> Where, where'd you get that? This has always been mine. Has always been in our tribe. I've, uh, I've heard of, I mean, I, I remember the last time we met, I, I, I saw you had it, but I, I've heard about this. It holds some kind of, uh, powerful magic. It is key to my strength. There's someone looking for it. Who? Well, it's, it's the person who's responsible for the blue light. He says with it, he can defeat the Neogi. And free the orcs. That's part of the plan. You're enslaved. We we could free you. He said he can defeat the Neogi. What happens after that, we do not know. But defeating the Neogi severs their grasp on your minds. Halfman, you believe this can work? I do. Yeah, I think we give it a chance. Yeah, I know. That would be great, wouldn't it? <laughs> it's like a Jamaican Scotsman. It's like a... Oh, it's not supposed to sound Jamaican. I'm not trying to do that. <laughs> so, we could take you to meet this person. We all have a common enemy and a common goal. Would you be willing to travel with us? Only if we will be killing Neogi on the way. Uh, yeah, we're, I think we're all for that. I've got no problem with that plan. Good, we're headed southwest. Or west-south, depending on how you say it. Exactly. You should meet Samuel. I think he could tell you about what he plans to do if he were to finish his collection of armor, including that chest plate. Yes, Clash. Uh, apparently, this this chest plate chest piece that you're wearing is part of a larger set of armor that um, has been passed down through this man's family over the generations. So, I think it would be good for you to meet him. The armor was separated long ago because of its power bringing the pieces together will make this man very powerful yeah we we need to get there so if you guys can come along you can you can tell us what's happened along the way Hork, where have you been my friend on sunday Fuzrin, do you understand anything he is saying I have no clue what he's saying, Shakara. <laughs> I don't know how Shaft understands him. I'm glad I'm not the only one. He said that we should trust Shaft and I, because he knows us. He can vouch for us, so... You understand so that? Sh- yeah. What language is he speaking? I think... Commonish? I think he just has a very strong accent. 
Hork. He's speaking Hork. Horkish. But he was telling you, Clash, you, sh you should come with us. He kind of looks around at the, the dozen orcs and half orcs around him. And they all kind of like nod, uh, like as if like we should we should do this. For Gozer. For Gozer. I for the happy then. I think we'll just start walking. I want to. I just trying to get the uh, the story from Horik as we go. You know, asking a lot of questions. Yes, tell us the story, Horik. <laughs> <laughs> um, that last Niyogi was killed, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Kind of interrupting. No, no, he's just, he's just chilling. He just, he just pressed <laughs> out. Just waiting for us to have a Slowly bleeding out. <laughs> it's like in a video game, just sort of bouncing <laughs> back and forth. And, yeah. So, so yes, Horik, uh, speaking in, in his specific dialect, uh, will <laughs> well kind of uh, explain to, to Shaft, I mean, and, and you know, his, his encounter with, with Mia in Altenshik, and essentially from there... For the the last number of months, he's been with Clash and uh, the, the the surviving orcs and half orcs from the mountains that, that they've been able to find and or or liberate, and they they actually take you back down the the slope of the mountain. Right, they're not immediately you're not immediately heading on your way because this is not actually their entire force. This is only a small band of of the the orcs have been able to liberate from the one from the Niogi and also. You know, have 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 gotten over to their to their cause essentially, right? It's almost it's almost as parallel efforts to to what Samuel's been doing, but obviously on, on a much smaller scale and a much more brutalistic scale, which which may be more in line with possibly the thinking and the tactics that uh, you know an orc having lived in the mountains through brutality and savagery uh, their entire lives are, are more more accustomed to, right? But I mean, they're they're more they seem more than welcoming though for 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 the lot of you, and it does look like their their numbers, you can put them at maybe about a hundred orcs and half orcs, and actually there there are humans uh, among them as well, uh, of which you'll kind of learn that, you know, the people here are 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 um, Altenshikians, uh, as as that that city you learn has fallen to the Niogi since Mia's departure from it. Through, you know, the, the efforts, even the, 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 the many efforts of, of this band of, of gorillas, gorilla orcs, by the time people were made aware of what was going on in the city uh, and any amount of efforts were, were, were put into to quell this enslavement, of the Niogis were just there. They were just in seated in too deep, Coming in through the wagons of which they these these people have ambushed dozens of these transports, right? Just trying to do what what they can. Again, though, it's all it all seems like very small scale, right? It's it's like they're they're trying to, to to stem this tide, this overflow, that they just they just couldn't possibly stop on their own. Alton Shikians, eh? Yeah, we call them shickers. <laughs> Okay. Uh, yeah. So we go back to where the rest of their tribe are is. And we... Yes, the the rest of their forces. It's not far from uh, where the skirmish kind of took place, and that fog still limiting visibility. Clash will also tell you that you know they they they've done their own 
mapping of the area and scouting and maps. They've they have and know the location of a number of of like cave openings that lead into underground tunnels, uh, of which they haven't actually ventured into, but places they know where they can set up ambushes around. Uh, and he'll fill you in like he'll basically explain the forging that they do around here is just incredibly limited like the numbers that they are so so that kind of a deforagation <laughs> deforagation <laughs> it's due in, in part to them but also in part to the neogi and, and the forces themselves uh, because they need to feed right the, the the thousands of them that are in these mountains they they need sources of food as well so so rabbits you, yeah you get this you get this the kind of these gaps filled in for you yeah and i'm going to share with both of them uh, a lot about what we've learned oh i thought you were gonna say your moldy meat the, the, the no <laughs> i don't i don't give that to my friends and uh <laughs> any uh things about um you know who who the paladins are uh, you know, who Samuel is, are, you know, some of the concerns uh, about, you know, they have a big army and they have a flying ship and they have, you know, those kind of things and sort of fill them in. So when we do actually meet Samuel with them, they're, you know, in the know and know what they're getting into. Kind of get back and you have this exchange of information here. And uh, is there, there's anything specific that you might, specific question that you might want to pose to them? Rather than me have, you know, <laughs> just exposit everything all over you. Is there anything specifically that you think you Exposit. might want to ask Clash? Exposit all after, over after us. The recording. Exposit us, Leland. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, I mean, other than just, you know, like you've already sort of told us what they've been up to. And I can't think of anything specific that we'd have to ask Clash. Since they're there, it's hard to talk to everybody else, but... I would assume I'll sort of take Falzern aside because we've been together the whole time and to sort of go, do you, uh, do you think Sammy's gonna let him walk away with that chest plate? If, if Clash decides he doesn't want to give it to him, this could go really poorly. Yeah, you're right. Uh, I hate to think of potentially leading him into a death trap if he doesn't want to give it up but what other choice do we have i don't know we could try and reason with him and have him give it to us might be worth a try yeah i would hate to see what would happen to him and potentially some of his tribe as well if they all got in the mix and a battle broke out all right let's go talk to him i think we'd go over to talk to the clash and say and sort of tell him very clearly instead of what we thought we had a conversation would you be willing to give up that chest plate to, to complete his armor for this power that he says he'll possess to kill the Niyogi he pounds his chest the, the plate right this is a symbol of my tribe and the control of it a tribe that is no more. A symbol that represents nothing. If giving it up means it will mean something again, I will do so. 
well, thank you, Clash. I, like I said, I don't know what will happen after the Neo Gear dealt with, but I think this is everyone who lives in Aspara. I think it's in everyone's best interest. I think Samuel may have the Samuel Cultus who wants to use this armor may have the best shot at ridding us from this plague. Now, um, Clash and, and any, anyone else, I I met a man who told us a tale of his father coming up to the mountains in, in search of of some flowers. Now, he, he was a dwarf. Does, does that sound familiar? Have you... It would have been quite some time ago, but was there ever a dwarf who passed through these mountains that you came across? None that I can recall, personally. We did not get many visitors in the mountains. Yes, yes, I imagine it would have been a, a fairly dangerous journey for him, but I, I thought I should ask. I don't know when I'll be back in these mountains. And we had told him that we would do our best to try and find his father. Well, specifically on Mount Necrosis. Has anything changed in the mountains since uh, I last saw you? We have yet to venture that far in to the range. We are... Uh, our efforts have been aimed at limiting spread from the mountains themselves. I have not been to the peak in many months. Well, these Niyogi seem to be, you know, with digging lots of tunnels all over the place. Uh, I don't think they they stay up top very often, do they? Do you have to drive them out? We hit them when we can. They are difficult. Those creatures they control cannot be lured. They obey entirely. If they are to stand in one spot, they will continue to do so until told otherwise. Nothing will deter them. The ability to control minds that these Neogi creatures have is impressive. It makes them, them quite a challenging foe. We have suffered many losses to it. They must be the first to die in any skirmish, Diniogi. If one of ours falls victim to their abilities, an act of violence against them will often snap them of it. You must act quickly, though. So these, uh, you've seen these trench stickers, these umber hawks that were controlled by the Niyogi. Have you killed their their masters and the umber hawks become more of a docile creature? We have witnessed communication attempts. Not even Hork can understand them. <laughs> so, impossible to understand. <laughs> no amount of magical ability will ever allow you to understand them. <laughs> well, my friends, I think we should gather our equipment and head to meet Samuel. The sooner we provide him with the necessary means to dispatch these creatures, the better. Yes, I'm I'm very thankful that our paths crossed. 
I think we'll be much safer traveling with you and your your party here. It's a treacherous uh, terrain here, and I, I'm glad to have company to travel with. I hope you can visit my tribal lands free of conflict very soon. Yes, yes, and, and, and I as well, Clash. I look forward to the day. The people of Aspara have lived like this long enough. He nods in agreement. All right, Hork. Good times. That's it. End of the show. Thanks for listening. But before you go, I got a couple of things I want to tell you about. Uh, you can find the Encourageable Party all over the interwebs. You can just go to EncourageableParty.com and you can find all the links there. While you're there, check out the Patreon. There's some really cool stuff you could do with the Patreon, like give inspiration to Shaft. Or you can waste it and give it to one of those other mooks. Even worse, you could give it to Leland. Also, you can get access to mini campaigns and other cool stuff that we do. You're automatically entered into all contests. I mean, it's, it's really a great deal. Uh, the Encourageable Party is sponsored by Critical Hit Design. All ambient sounds and music provided by TabletopAudio.com. Intro and outro music is by Josh Jarvis, and you can email him at jamesmercymusic at gmail.com if you need any music stuff. Okay, that's it. Now you can go. Happy adventuring!